Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of At Home in His Love. All about how do we spend time with Jesus? What does it look like to make our home in Him? And how do we learn more about His love by just being in relationship with Him? We often put a lot of expectation and conditions on ourselves about what spending time with Jesus and being in the secret place looks like. It can become such a religious expectation where we feel guilty if we don't manage to fulfill our quota for the day. But in reality, there is so much more freedom. Jesus says, come as you are. I love it when you spend time with me. When you dwell with me, I'm dwelling with you. And in doing that, he refines us and brings life to us and shows us more of his character. This is why I've done this podcast. I want to chat to different mates and see how they do that, how they have their spiritual rhythms. Because it looks different for all of us. We're all part of the body, but we have different parts. We have different personalities, different schedules, different lifestyles. And there's going to be things that the Spirit wants to do in us in different seasons. So allow yourself to live in that grace. And when the Spirit prompts you to do something, use that golden nugget and implement it. But yeah, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we're supposed to live in that freedom and just enjoy life to the full by spending time in Jesus. So I hope that this podcast blesses you. Just to update you on where I'm at, I've now moved to London. So in Lara's podcast, we were talking about what's next. Uh, so now I've yeah started working for a charity and I now go to a vineyard church. So it was with a great delight for me to introduce you to Judy, who I've met at that church. Um, and just she's really exciting and has a lot of wisdom to share. So yeah, Judy, would you mind just giving us a bit of an overview of who you are, what you're up to at the moment? Sure. Um uh difficult with a, a going introduction like that <laughs> i feel i can only fail but anyway yeah i i've i've been at the vineyard for over 30 years actually more or less since when it started um with john and ellie and they were the first vineyard who who came over from america who started the vineyard in this in the uk i'm i've just taken voluntary retirement voluntary redundancy and retired from my job as a professional violinist wow um, i didn't know that did you not know that? You're oh, yeah, a violinist. That's so cool. That's yeah, I worked at the Royal Opera House for over forty years. Wow! So don't do the maths, but <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I've just at the same time as entering lockdown. Really, I entered retirement. In fact, lockdown was a bit of a practice run for retirement. So it was really helpful, actually, to ease me into retirement. So yeah, that's at the moment. I'm I'm just waiting on God, really, because I guess He has all the answers for the future. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I'm at at the moment. And I just realised some people might not know, uh, I guess, what Vineyard's about. So how would you describe like a Vineyard church? Yeah, I mean, people are very open, you know, open about their fears and their hopes. And there's a, a freedom to be yourself, which I think is incredibly important and valuable. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they do, um, what I really like about it as well, is they do after party prophecy, which is after um, like the main service, people prophesy over each other. And actually, I yeah, think... I love that. So yeah. encouraging. And I love that it's called like after party because I think it just makes the spiritual gifts and operating in the spirit something that's fun rather than this religious yeah. thing that you have to do or that's scary. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, it's really, it is really great if you say something and it falls flat as a pancake. You know, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but I think that's where the deep sharing comes in as well, because I think often you then get a Definitely. bit of a glimpse of where people are at in their faith and what God wants to do with them, which is yeah. like an amazing, like really authentic way to see what God's doing, like with his body. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I've been really encouraged personally. I mean, what's what I've been so encouraged is that I've had quite a few people give me stuff over the over the internet like this on on the after party thing, mm. and uh, people who have not conferred and people who don't know me from Adam, you know. And yet the the word is the same. You know, you, you, it's just really encouraging. Yeah, the yeah. Confirmation, you know, coming from different sources really builds you up. Definitely. So also the aim, as you know, because you listened, is just to try and ask people about what their daily habits and rhythms are to be with Jesus and to make sure that we're Mm. still spending time uh, with the Lord. And I guess, yeah, you've got quite a lot of experience of what that looks like in different churches, different jobs, different settings. So have you, yeah, have you found that it changes by season or have you found that over the years you've really enjoyed certain specific habits? Um, I think it's really interesting you say that um, seasons because I definitely go through seasons myself. Um, I'm really bad at routine. Um, my job is, has been uh, it's very definitely not nine to five and it's all suited my personality, that sort of routine of not doing everything at the same time, the same place. So I'm really bad at always having a quiet time in the morning or always doing this, always doing that. But I do find I have seasons, seasons when I I listen a lot to the Audible Bible, for instance. I enjoy Brian Hardin, which is a daily audio Bible for anyone who's interested. So when I left uni and went back home for the summer, uh, my parents were picking up my brother. So I basically had the first day I was home after uni and after graduating. I started a day by myself in the house. um, And I had already been kind of prophesied over about Ezekiel 47 and like going deeper in the river. And had felt I had been feeling quite overwhelmed by the spirit, just knowing that the presence was there, but not really being able to explain what was happening apart from the fact that I was overwhelmed. And I listened to this Heidi Baker preach, which was all about kind of that swimming that happens in Ezekiel 47, where the water gets deeper and you can no longer stand and you just have to go with it. And then so in September, when I moved to Vineyard, Judy got prophesied over with the same Uh, It may not be the exact same experience, but with the same message of just like the spirit. So I was wondering if you could tell me a bit more about, yeah, what does that even look like for you? How, what's the spirit doing in this season? How is that working out? Because now we're about, we're probably two months from September. So yeah, how's that all been for you? Wow. Well, I think, I think if I had to sum it up in one word, I'd probably say scary. Um, (laughs) It's, um, (laughs) I know it's it's like a stepping into the unknown for me it's it's like god's asking me to because the the fear is that you take your eyes off him and you'll sink because you're you're sort of in unknown territory and um i was just thinking before i started speaking to you today um i was looking at that the ocean song you know and i that really echoes my experience at the moment where it says you call me out upon the waters the great unknown where feet may fail and there i find you in the mystery in oceans deep my faith will stand. I don't know how many of you know that um, song, but I mean, it goes on and, and so much of it seems to describe where I feel I'm at at the moment. It's like he's, he's calling me into unknown territory where the things I used to think I knew and be sure about, it's almost like he's asking me to let go of them. And that's the scary bit, really, because you, you sort of cling to them um, in the early days because they're all you know, but there comes a time when there are certain things you can let go of. And I think I remember I was talking to you earlier, Anna, about, you know, like with gardening that you have to stake young plants and they're, and they're great. They're really helpful and really important, these stakes, because the plant needs to have something to, 
to cling on to some direction to go something solid but there comes a point where you once they're established and they have get more mature you can take the stakes away and you need to take the stakes away for them to really grow into the fullness of their potential and uh, that's a little bit how it feels so that there's the embracing the new and the unknown but at the same time letting go of the known which is quite uncomfortable really but I think it's something that God's asking me to do so that's what it's like I, I've I've got a thing I found is a thing on my magnet a magnet thing on my fridge by Andre Gide which says something similar it says one does not discover new lands without consenting to lose sight of the shore and that feels to me again a little bit like this the ocean's uh, worship song there's a sort of letting go before you can move into the new territory and there's that moment of limbo in between where you feel very vulnerable and that's a, that's sort of where i feel at at the moment it's a real moment of courage of like are you going to choose to go deeper and further when you don't know what the outcome looks like or are you going to step back and go to the previous like normal yeah. And what would you say to people who maybe don't feel like they can take that step deeper or that they can go into that unknown? How would you encourage them? Oh, it's interesting because I, I felt a little bit like that. I felt God spoke to me something quite clearly quite recently. And I, I, I felt, you know, gosh, Lord, I'm not sure if I want to go there. You know, I, this is this is hard. I'm not sure if I want to go there. And I sort of like put it on the back burner. And then someone who hasn't a clue where I'm at or what I'm, what I'm thinking and what's happening in my life at the moment, had this word for me. And she said, she said, I feel that God is saying, there's a whole video running. There's a whole film he has to show you. Don't just watch the trailer, watch the whole wow. film. And I know, I know. And I thought, oh Lord, all right then. You know, because I had <laughs> No Lord. <laughs> I thought, oh no. <laughs> so it's like he knew, you know, that I, I I heard what he said, but I put it on the back burner. But he says, look, that's the trailer. Trust me enough to watch the movie. Trust me, go deeper. Trust me. And and at least watch the movie. Don't give up on the trailer you know so so I'd say that to them and I'm saying that to myself but it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable and um I just think okay well Lord you know we just have to keep hold of his hand basically it's when Peter took his eyes off Jesus and looked at the water that he started to sink and if he's calling us to walk on the water which is in a little bit what what he's doing we need to keep our eyes on him and hang on to him really just don't let go of his hand that's what I'd say. And be brave. We need people to respond to this call because what I think is happening, God is calling people to be their true selves. And it's really easy growing up in the church to conform to the picture of the perfect Christian, you know, and to desire certain gifts that were never meant to be yours. But you, yeah. you have a uniqueness, you know, you have a uniqueness. Every single one of us is vital to the, the body of Christ. And if if an eye tries to become an ear or an ear tries to become a heart, you know, you're, you're it's just not going to work. If if we want our, our churches to work, we need to find out who we really are in God. And we need to listen, have the courage to listen to the spirit talking to us. And to follow that with all our hearts, because only when when we do that, we are going to actually come into who we really are in Christ and to be able to bring that to the body because he needs our bit. Only we can be us. Nobody else. Nobody else can be Judy Mayhew. All right. Nobody. And etc. for each one of us. <laughs> Amen. That is so good. And that's what I think as well with 
I mean, it's quite bold, but just with like revival or even each person's journey, like you can, you, that you have to just keep in your lane of where God's calling you to, because that will be the most exciting, most risk-taking, most out of your comfort zone, but best thing that you could choose to do. And I think often we, we're waiting for someone else to tell us what we need to do, or we're waiting to see that happen in church for us to then follow suit, or we're waiting for someone else to encourage us into that. But I think the amazing thing about knowing God and knowing the spirit so personally and going deeper with that is that then you don't have to wait for human confirmation when you know that God's saying yes. I'm with you all the way. And and also, you know, it's not necessarily always helpful to tell everybody everything about what God's doing, because some people won't understand and they will they will actually say things that might actually discourage you from from being brave. Um, and I'm yeah. not saying you shouldn't you shouldn't be accountable. Of course, you know, fellowship's hugely important. And, and, and hopefully we've all got trusted people that we can share anything with and ask for prayer. I'm not suggesting go it completely solo, but one has to have a certain amount of wisdom, I think. Definitely. Yeah. And I think having friends around you that you trust to yeah. input into your life and are going to encourage you to go further is really important. Mm. And I think I think, you know, the, the, the Christian walk is all about learning to hear his voice and you you only get to hear his voice by by trying by you know sometimes you'll realize it wasn't him but the more you the more you set your heart to obey the voice within the more you get to know who really when it really is him I had this really wild moment for work one time where I had to email I needed one person to get me a video but I got given eight contacts from different countries in it was like Central America and South America but I couldn't email all of them because I would get way too many responses. Anyway, so I was just like, Holy Spirit, like, which one do you think, which one do you think I should email? And I kind of felt like I was hovering over uh, email, but I had, I had like absolutely no idea whether this was just me, if this was the spirit, if I was being like crazy. Anyway, yeah. I decided to email the person and within two days I got a full response, a full video, and it was quicker than people I'd asked two weeks yeah. ago. And I just had this moment where I was like, okay, Lord, like I may not get it right, but I know that all you like you just honor obedience and faithfulness and you're not going to be annoyed with me if I get it wrong when my heart is just trying to like follow Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And it was this fantastic moment of like when we ask the spirit, like we're going to get fantastic results because we're doing it through God and not through our own strength. It's a great story. But it reminds me of 1 Corinthians 2, where it says, the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand that. Great stuff. So I guess, yeah, this is my own, like, I just really enjoy hearing what people think is coming after COVID or just in the future because I think it is a moment where like no one actually knows and no one could have planned for this kind of situation and churches are quite up in the air but then it is that thing of like but we do have the Holy Spirit who is greater than like Jesus to come and help us so what do you um what do you think is going to happen or will happen in the future I I definitely think God's on the move I know Covid's a horrible thing but I know he can use it and I believe he has been using it um, to shake us up, to to wake us up, um, not just Christians, but everybody really about their priorities, their values, what's important in life. Also, I think, you know, for us Christians, it's really, really important to keep awake and to look for what God's doing, because I think we are so, so many of us are 
I think we've got God taped. You know, we think we understand God. We know who he wants of us. We know what he's doing. We know what he's like. We know what he hates. We know what he loves. We think that. But I think we've got to be really open and watchful. It might be very easy to miss what God's doing. And I just, I, I just think, you know, looking back to the gospel and you looking back to the message of the gospel to the Jews must have been shocking to the, you know, not to mention offensive, really. And um, but, you know, I think for the Jews, you know, the Pharisees were the most religious people of the time and they missed Jesus. They didn't see him. And yet their heads were buried in the Torah. Their heads were buried in the scriptures of their time, but they didn't see Jesus. And I just think we need to learn from that. We need just to be open and expectant and humble to see what God's doing and to come with humility. And, and all this business we were talking about, Anna, of, you know, that feeling of being led out into unknown territory, sort of the, the, that uh, willingness to lay aside our assumptions about God, about how, how he's going to act, about who he is. We need to be willing to lay aside our son, but he won't sit in a box and we've got to be ready to find him outside that box. And I think that's part of what this business of being called out into unknown territory is all about. Coming out of that box in humility to, to, to just listen and to watch and not to be complacent. For Christians, to me, that this has been an opportunity, this COVID time is of shaking, of, of shaking the foundations of our of our countries and cultures is part of what I think he's doing, but I couldn't possibly tell you how it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. What do you think are like the core things that churches should stay with? And To be authentic in our experience of Christ, of Jesus, of what he's saying, of what he's doing in our lives and to be, to be ourselves because there's a lot of pressure to conform. And I don't think that makes a healthy church. And I think we all have something totally unique to bring and freedom and fellowship and a willingness to honor each other in in our differences yeah i can remember john mumford who used to lead the vineyard movement in this country he was he was uh, my pastor at the beginning obviously i can remember him saying look you know we we're very happy we'll baptize um, your baby or we'll dedicate your baby you know we're very happy it really doesn't matter one way or the other to me what really matters to me is that you don't criticize anybody for deciding the opposite to the way you want to go. You know, this freedom to, to have integrity of your own convictions in the spirit. So I would say that's the most important thing for me that I've found over the years. Yeah, now. I think it's great hearing. I think it's great hearing be yourself and let Jesus show you who you truly are coming yeah. from your perspective, because I think it gets floated around quite a lot around my age group and I think it can become quite a cringe thing of like oh you do you or like you're unique and it loses its authority and message from God that we have been made in such a creative and like purposeful way for purposeful things I think we've lost the authority of that message but I think to hear it from you where you've gone through so many different experiences and now have kind of been able to reflect and culminate on what you think are the best from that I yeah I just think there's a lot of authority and like gravity to that and I think from yeah for me like thinking through where I'm going to go in the future and just anyone else listening I think it's really great to hear that by partnering with God we can trust where we want to go if we're asking if we're <laughs> humble for him like to hear what he wants to say and if we do want to honor other people during that journey then 
Mm. that's like a really good thing so thank you for that message Mm. and then my last question one of my favorites it's a big one but what are you hungry to see of the kingdom in this world well from a personal perspective I'm really hungry for peace a deep deep peace which which presupposes that I'm constantly anxious constantly anxious and I'm not but um there's that there's that peace that you get in silence which I if I've talked about any of the disciplines that helped me most, it would be silence, silence and solitude. And there's that deep peace of just resting in the presence of God without doing or asking anything and just knowing that he's there and just sitting in his arms, that deep, deep peace. I'm really hungry for more of that. I have glimpses of it as hopefully we all do, but you know, I would just love to build on that. From a, from a, a sort of a broader perspective, yeah, I'm desperate to see, you know, the whole the whole climate change um, business and our responsibility, not not just to the land, but specifically for me to animals. I, I have a real heart for the way we treat animals, particularly in the food industry. And uh, I think people are really waking up to that, to the sentience of animals, to the fact that they have they have hearts, they have feelings, fears, hopes. Like we all do. I mean, you know, they do. Anyone who's owned a dog or a cat knows that. Um, and yet the the food industry is beyond cruel. The industrial farming, I'm not talking about sort of like free range organic farm type things. But um, so that's that's why I, I would love to see people come to a deeper awareness of our responsibility to sentient beings that are not human. Um, God gave us care of them and and we're not doing a very good job. Awesome. Uh, That's kind of the end of my questions. Is there anything else that you would like to say to the listeners or to add in um, before we close? No, but I I do find what you're doing is just terribly encouraging. And I just think it's fantastic. I I love it. I love I love the encouragement, the witness, the testimony that you give people the opportunity to share. And it just gives me huge, great hope in your generation. I just think go for it. I love what you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you. That's really kind. Uh, hopefully we can speak again at some point. It'd be yeah, cool to hear maybe in like a year's time what's going yeah. on with, yeah, with this unknown that you're journeying in. That would be really interesting. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. There'll be another episode next week. Hit me up or my guest on the socials if you want to know more. Uh, but yeah, if anything has resonated with you today, please pray about it. Seek the Lord about it. And if you feel if you feel like it's something for you for this season, um, or to incorporate in your life, then yeah, please do that because intentionality, um, can bring so much expectation of what we think the Lord is going to do with us, um, and in this world, and in the season and with the church. So it's great to just be getting stuck in and asking Him more and more and saying what gifts He wants to lavish on us. Have a great day. Bye.